Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. The boys are back okay. in town. I was waiting for it. I knew it was happening. Time. <laughs> uh, no mic today. Uh, you know, post big travel, it's always one person that gets sick. And it wasn't me this time. So, you know what I'm saying? Get well soon, Mike. Hopefully you feel better. Um, but we Don't three have man to weaving. bite the bullet, man. Yeah. Three man. Well, I, I can't say we three man weaving. Because finally, after months of people saying it, Wheezy got a microphone behind the camera, man. Yo, yo, what's going on with y'all? They gonna t- put on that sexy ass <laughs> voice. Yo, yo, what's going on with y'all? <laughs> how, how y'all, how y'all feeling? That sounds like a late night radio show voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all trying to fry. Y'all trying to fry. <laughs> Happy to be here though. Yep, yeah. Shout out to Weezy. Shout out to Weezy. Behind the ones and twos. Incredible weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, always good to be back home. First and foremost, always good to be back home. But yeah, incredible weekend, man. I don't know. I guess that's how we open the, sh- the show. Everybody's sure, seen us take uh, major strides in our careers over this weekend. I know the fan base and the community, um, because we have such a close-knit community, you know, those type of things never never go under, under wraps. Mm-hmm. So first day we got there, we landed off the plane and went to the hotel. We saw the mountains, which look fake. Yeah, they look, they look so fake that... It's so unbelievable. Yeah. Like, they look so close, but yet they're so far. far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Got our credentials. Mm-hmm. Y'all got your hotels. I didn't get my hotel for a while. Um, what else did we do Friday? Uh, oh, we, we, went went shopping. we went shopping. We shopping. went to that shoe store. Shout out to Shoe Plug. Shoe Plug and Top Shelf Salt Top Lake Shelf. City. Top Shelf Salt Lake shout City. Shout out to both that, of them. That chicken sandwich place, right? Pretty Bird. We went Pretty to Pretty Bird. Bird. Pretty Bird. Pretty Bird. Apparently, that's like a staple there in, you, in Salt Lake City. It was City. really good. It, it was, was really good. good. Uh, really good. Very, very great start mm-hmm. to the weekend. Yeah, it was a Friday was the walkthrough day. Yeah. You yeah. know, we go to the Adidas venue. Shout out to Adidas. They did it big for us um, over the weekend. Went to that venue. They went to the big BR venue and walked around and saw where our set was going to be and stuff like that. So it was a very chill first day. And uh, day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Blessings in disguise. Everything happened for a reason, number one. But number two, I was a little bit disappointed, man, to start off the weekend. I can't lie. I cannot lie. We went to, the, we went to Adidas. Adidas hosted us really well over the weekend. And they kept telling us, like, we got y'all on the list for a party tonight. Adidas party. <laughs> um, and I thought that was the move, right? I knew my boy Anwar was going to be down. Anwar. Um, what the, I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get to Anwar, but I knew Anwar was going to be down based off previous traveling experiences. Yeah, for sure. And the previous All-Star. New KB wasn't going to go. I don't go anywhere for the people at <laughs> home. Because you don't you you never go and you have a daughter, so I think um it'd be different for you. Um she's still a baby. You know, I'll be missing Ari too, but Ari look grown, so she'd be all right. <laughs> I know you be missing your cat, but at the end of the day, we, we not we not gonna compare a cat to the baby, right? Right, obviously. Um and I'll be seeing you on FaceTime or whatever, you know, later throughout the day when I go on my IG. And Avery is cute, so I get it. <laughs> um, I'll be that. feeling like I don't see her enough. I'll be like, look at this cute ass little girl. Um, but Mike comes down to the dinner. We're having dinner with oh, our I wish she was here. Yeah, Sick. I wish she was here for this. Um, he's dressed. Yeah, he got on Adidas. Like, we came in with Nike. He went upstairs, changed his whole fit. 
put on a whole new fit with the Adidas on the feet. And he was like, ah, I don't feel like going anymore or something like that. And I agree with Anwar that sometimes you got to close your mouth. Yeah. Yep. I think he should just assume I'm not going anywhere. Because yes, most of the time I'm just <laughs> not going to do it. And the only reason, and again, Mike can do whatever the hell he want to do. And if he just genuinely going, because I'm not mad when KB don't go. Right. It's the fact that Mike came down, like KB said, changed, had brand new Yeezys on. Yep. <laughs> he just bought those Yeezys two hours ago. He didn't wear them to, to sit next to uh, Caroline and Sam at dinner <laughs> in a hotel. No way you convinced me that that's what you did that for. You did that because your ass had planned on going out. And then you found out KB wasn't going to go. And you guess, I guess he's just like, shit, we all four ain't going to go. Shit, I might as well not go. <laughs> And even then, it was like, okay. Then he told us some bullshit, like, my stomach hurt. Some, something weird like that, like, my stomach hurt. And then the final straw was my big fella. My big fella told me he wasn't going because he wanted some hotel steak. <laughs> <laughs> In Derek's defense, that, that restaurant had just opened up, like, three days ago. He, he, wa- he wanted to see what the menu was about. The steak was... Damn near a hundred dollars, so it had to be decent. So he waited out the food, and it was terrible. <laughs> and we, me and, me and Anwar, eventually go to the party. Anwar tried to order some food too, and I told Anwar, "I say, listen, bro, if you get that food, we're not going. Yeah, we're not going. It and took I us. I should have listened right there. It took us like forty five because we had it was Bleacher Report House a highlight. It was like twenty some people, and it took us almost forty five minutes to an hour to get drinks." To get just the first thing of drinks, it took that long. So I knew to get everybody their food, that, sh- that shit was a wrap. Yep. Yeah. Nah, that shit was a wrap. I ordered the steak, and you looked at me, oh, so I guess we're not going there. And I was like, what you mean? He was like, I was like, you know, DVS ordered a steak, so I guess that's what it is. He was like, well, I guess we're not going, because that's going to take 45 minutes. And I was like, eh, F the steak. You, you know, showed the commitment with that. Yep. And you still got the steak later. I mean, it was bad. I did, but he got it later, <laughs> up, so it worked D-Mill, out. Shout out DMs, he put it in a box for me. And DMs said he wanted to taste steak. And I, 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 I was, I was so disappointed. I couldn't believe it. But that's why I say everything happens for a reason. Because me and all went on our own adventure to get Chick Fil A. Went to one Chick Fil A. It was permanently closed. It had traffic because of the Rise of Stars game. Then we had to go all the way to another Chick Fil A that was like two miles away, but ten minute drive type situation. <laughs> That's and, so uh, funny because because when I had uh, asked y'all, y'all there yet? He was like, no, nah, not yet. I was like, damn, what y'all on? Yeah, and you talking about you? yeah, we had to pull off some moves. <laughs> y'all just had to go <laughs> we to a different Chick Fil A. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck are they doing? Because <laughs> it reminded me of the uh, Herod and Kumar. It wasn't as as adventurous, obviously, oh, okay. but it was just like we. Had had to go through so many loops and holes to finally get there. And then we get there and the dude talking to us about where we're from and what we do. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm feeling like we're running late, but I think it was all perfect timing because by the time we actually got to the Adidas, um, we pulled up with Damian Lillard family, yeah. our girl Ari yeah. from, from uh, Highlight Her. Um, we saw my boy Sandro, mm-hmm. who was teammates with Javon on the Bucks. So if, if we went in at the perfect time with, with people that we knew and um, – it was it was good. The Adidas party ended up being one of a kind. Um, I just wish you went because Damian Lillard, I kept telling you, was y'all literally was getting drinks together. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Everybody but you made up for it on Saturday and media day. Yes, you did. I yes, did. You did. Which we could pivot it to. Mm-hmm. Um, Next day we get to we wake up. First thing we have to do is go to media day. 
we go to the wrong spot first. Yeah, we of went all. to the we went to the players' hotel, and we was chilling. <laughs> we were seeing Stephen Adams walk through, Sabonis and Sabonis. We like okay, Shea was in there. We in the right spot, but nope. We I'm had sure, to. I'm sure. Like, why is media day in a hotel? But you're so fucking happy and just giddy yeah. that I wasn't even putting two to two together. And you see all these media people and all the players. You, it, it felt like the right place. Well, Hardy walked through. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, we're in the right spot. Nope, they had security. They had a lot of different stuff. Um, but we eventually get to media day and. It's our first time being in a scrum. Like, we've always had credentials every single season, but we just yeah. never capitalized. We never went to the practice. We never did none of this. We just – The closest thing was the post game where we saw Giannis yep. and yeah. his mama. And, and we yeah. weren't even supposed to be there. We snuck into that. We uh, didn't even go to the practice. It we wasn't did. a practice, right? No. No, no we, it was a practice. We just didn't go. Oh, okay. Um, that was the Chicago show. We had the – remember we did like 17 rehearsals? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know what they was up to. Uh, we there, you know. And, and y'all did y'all thing, getting questions and answers from Kevin Durant, from Giannis, from Damian Lillard, and so on and so forth. Some of those moments have gone viral and, and blown up and been aggregated. Some of them been stolen <laughs> by other people and not given credit, but that's that's the way it, it all Shout goes. out to Shooting Form. Um, I can't think of his, his, his full name. That's the name of his page. He DM me. He has a big following, does post on IG. And he was asking to you. And I'm like, bro, I appreciate that. You asked. I don't care as long as you credit me. But the fact that you waited and asked, that was real stand-up-ish. We, we, make, we taking big strides. The first thing I'm going to say is I think a moment like that and, and what we were able to do in that environment should speak a lot to um, our company and who we work with so they know that every time some, some type of event like that happens, they can throw us in there to, to, to make shit happen. We, we asked very great questions. I feel like the Kyrie shit did, you know, viral. Damian Lillard retweeted it. Your shit went viral from there. The Giannis shit went viral about building a wall. Um, and he gave I, a great answer right there. I yeah, was not, did. I was not expecting that because at first he was like tough. You know, when I asked him who be winning, and he was like, yeah. he looked at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought you was gonna get treated. And he like. Um, one of our clips went viral. I think that was you who was asking favorite shooter hooping, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. that um, one went viral as well. The one that went viral in the comments is like, God, I hate John Morant. Oh, God, yeah. John Morant seems like the worst person to talk to. Because <laughs> he, he told me, no, John won. Yeah, yeah. So. John won. Um, which I ain't mad at him because that weekend was highlighted about the John won. So, shit, yeah. he, he was supposed to say John won. Even other players were saying like John wons was For like. Real? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were saying we like, can't end up being about the Tatum ones. Jordan Clarkson did. Jordan Clarkson said he messed with the Jaw one. Okay, that was one of his answers when you asked. Interesting. Okay. Wasn't that the first person you got a question from? Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. That's how yeah. I warmed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was cool. I, I got to meet and like talk to people I had never met before. But like, I mean, I internet had met. You know, yeah, like shout out to Nakias cool. Duncan and and all of that. And uh, I actually ran into some people that I used to work with on Call Game, like oh. some of the the producers, not the people that fucked it up. What was their names? Uh, don't put me on the spot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it Showtime people, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we he's still show, there. We met some Showtime people. At the Dylan. Dylan. Dylan, yeah, yeah. Um, But the guys I'm talking about, they were behind the camera, like the camera guy and stuff like that. Really cool dude. Just don't remember his name off, off top right now. Um, And ran into some people that I ain't seen since Summer League. Um, Damn, I wish I remember names. The guy, he has a big Indonesian following. He ran into Kenny. Kenny, good to see you again. And I did a little interview for his his blog or whatever. Um, And overall, it was, it was dope, man. It was hard being five six five seven in that environment with like a not a projecting voice to be like hey hey like to shut everybody up because that's what you gotta do you gotta you gotta tell the little the little reporter next to you no you gonna wait your turn <laughs> and i just don't have that type of personality and voice but when i did get it in it was it was fun it was it was, fun. It was, it was definitely hard at first to do that because you don't want to step on toes but then like you realize that all oh, 
You got to step on some Yeah, toes. you don't really care about yeah. those people at the end of the day. Yeah, that's why I'm glad uh, I went my gut to just talk to Jordan Clarkson. Um, not that I have anything. I love Jordan Clarkson. But I saw it when we got in there, a lot of people just standing around like Jordan Clarkson ain't shit. So I'm like, yeah. man, y'all got the game. For, I fuck with Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> so go, that was able to get the, uh, the, the wheels turning. But I, I think UND Mills – Y'all really caught flow, and that was like a nice like duo. Two tall guys. You had the orange hoodie on. Yeah. Like y'all started. Like I was like, whoa, y'all catching the flow. That was my my main and last point about Saturday and the immediate day is I feel like we did a great job at Studio Wire. We we got a lot of shit back. Um, I know the vlog is gonna look crazy. Um, as long as y'all don't take no month with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> so I'm. Um, I love the direction we going and how we just keep knocking shit down, especially start the year with the Derrick Rose stuff and that. But, bro, I'm so proud of you, dude. This man, we were waiting for Damian Lillard, and I was waiting with him because I love Dame too. Somebody told me Paul George is there. I did. Yeah, yeah okay. You, yeah. Why don't you tell me that? I don't give a fuck who there. I mean, it could have <laughs> been LeBron. I was leaving to go holler at my boy Paul George. And the whole time, I'm trying to get my question in so I can go reunite with my boy. See, Make sure he's getting his question and seeing what Dame say to him. By the time I was done, not only did D-Mails ask a question, he asked two. But before I left, I asked him, what was you going to ask? I forgot what he said. But not to, tell, say too. Yeah, not to tell him what to do or bully him how all the comments try to act like I do. But because he's my bro and I noticed his man, I just say, hey, this your favorite player, bro. Like, that's what you want to ask if this is your favorite player. I remember that. And he like, you right, I'm going to think about something. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still thinking. And I remember the whole time I left, I'm like, damn, what, what, I wonder what D-Mills came up with. Was he able to, you know, because I was thinking there too. I come back, they tell me not only did he ask two questions. <laughs> now, one, he asked two. Mm-hmm. Then I go find D-Mills. And this man, I say, what did you ask him? He said, what was your, what would be your advice to players that go to small schools who may not be getting a lot of attention? Fire. It's probably the greatest question Damian Lillard heard all weekend. Mm-hmm. I, was, I you know it's funny, humbly, I will say this, I am the only media person he retweeted from that day. Hey. <laughs> wow. Hey, stop playing. <laughs> but it's imp- it's important for people to understand that that was start on the fly cuz it sounds like a question that a motherfucker had in their back pocket the whole time specifically mm-hmm. for when they caught Dame. I'm here to tell people that that would you get you get him a question that is important to him. He takes pride in. Yep. And then you also ask the wrestling question, which he also loves. And apparently he has shoes. You got shoes. Yep. Yeah. 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 So I think you did a good blend right there. And for that to be your favorite player, him retweeted. Um, and I, we I both was, love wrestling. I was super so, proud. Of you I was for hoping that, for the follow to hit after that. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. Man, but I, I ain't begging for no. No, follow. yeah, no. It's gonna, it'll come. If, it, if it'll come, it'll come. Yeah. It'll come naturally. It's but exactly. For sure. That was the most proudest I've been of Derek as a sports media journalist person, to because it's hard when you have so many people and so many players and so many moving parts in a media day to come up with something like that on a fly. Yeah. And I think that's a lost thing that people won't see when they see the video or they see it going around and being viral. Um, is that? But that's what to me that's top tier journalists and media day because, like I always said, me and you are both tall. Yeah, you got a stronger voice than me as far as just me. I be your job with your top three shoot. You know what I'm saying? You gotta. You already naturally like that, but f- and then on top of it to have good questions, we could be a crazy tandem. I should I should ask Ja that same question. What? The small school question. I wonder would he have given a good answer. Unranked. Yeah. Coming out of high school. Ended up, yeah. 
Because he was giving very dry answers the whole media. He might have like, was you not another, jo- another dry answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he bigger than 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 media day, which I guess is and fine. coming off the last few weeks before All Star, I, I could see how. And the Grizzlies just ain't really they're, they're, everybody just anti Grizzlies right now. Mm-hmm. So I I, I kind of see the defense mechanism or him being defensive. But yeah, bro, super proud of you. Did your thing. Um, I, I think we I think we could be a really good team because like KB said, he. A little smaller, ain't really finna do all that. I kind of relied on my connections with the people that I didn't know. Like, like, Tyrese, like Tyrese and Larry Mark. And, and and like you the, talked to DeMar, too, didn't you? I talked to DeMar. Um, who else I talked to? Jaron Jackson Jr. about his album. <laughs> uh, Which I had no idea yeah. about. <laughs> um, and, and Mike, I talked to yes. Mike real quick. He he was big at the BAM section. He asked BAM like three questions. Oh, for real? I asked BAM questions, That's crazy. BAM section. Um, BAM was a pretty easy guy to answer. Exactly. I think that's what it was, that BAM was answering them and giving good answers, and he also had like seven people there. So I, ain't gonna lie, I felt bad. I wanted to ask BAM something, but I was there, and I left for Giannis, and I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to go back. I was, that was a bad look. Like, I yeah. just left his ass. I had to ask him how was Jimmy Butler on and off the court, and he, he pretty much said that he's one of the best manipulators of the game, and he's – and he's one of the smartest brains he's ever played with. He I asked so highly of him. I asked him two questions. The thirsty ass media people ain't even let him answer the second half of it. Mm. Damn. What's your top three Nelly songs and top three <laughs> shoes to hoop in? He only did the Nelly, the Nelly songs, songs because as soon as he named the Nelly song, hey, 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 J- yeah, Jason, yeah, yeah. I was your shoe forty two percent from the left side of the field. Uh, does Coach <laughs> want you to get to the right side more? Uh, uh, is he a big Nelly fan? He's from St. Louis. Louis. That's oh like his, yeah, they they are. St. Louis. Oh no, Bradley Beal used to babysit him, but. Nelly and his mom went to school together, and so that's like his uncle. Oh, Nelly wow. performed in the Jason Tatum jersey and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I did Nelly, not know big, that. Big St. Louis guy. But, yeah, bro, super proud. Um, and I think we made some statements, man. We came in that motherfucker, and we asked basketball questions. That was my most proudest thing was the interaction with Kyrie because he gave a very good descriptive answer, and people went crazy because – that's what they were saying. We need more through the wires in there because we need these type of questions. We're not looking for the headlines. Yeah, we're well, just looking to get to know them for who they are. And, and we there for what we there for, which is basketball. And by chance, when you're not looking for the headlines, you end up with a headline yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. So I, we, it was funny listening to Zion talk about his drip evolution. That was awesome. Oh my that gosh. was a great question. And the way you framed it was like, you lucky he a nice dude. Yeah. <laughs> some people looked at that the wrong way. Yeah. I got the vibe from him being there already. I was already, he, he was like, laughing and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he was great, though. He answered every question with a smile, um, whether it had been about his injury or about his top three anime choices. Uh, he Didn't you ask him that? Hell yeah. yeah. What did he say? Uh, he said Naruto's number one, undoubtedly. He said Death Note was number two and One Punch Man was number three. Death Note? Okay. John Didn't like Laurie Markin only say Dragon Ball Z? He said Dragon Ball Z, and I'm under impression that Larry Markin doesn't actually watch anime, <laughs> but he had some custom... Um, Dragon Ball Z sneakers, his rookie season, that I remember. And that's what that drives me to answer the question. Um, the real thing about the Larry Marketing one was somebody asked him who the GOAT was, and he looked at me and pointed at me. He's like, I know he want me to say one answer, but I'm going to say LeBron. Mm. And I thought that was really cool. In case he get drafted by LeBron, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we left that. It took us two hours to finally get back to the hotel because somebody <laughs> took our car. I know Sam don't watch these episodes, but we we looking at you, Sam. <laughs> uh, it took us two hours to get back, and eventually we met up again to go to the Adidas event. Yeah, we had to split up. And I felt bad about that, too, because we all was thinking, oh, we about to hop on this bus, and they talking about it's only two seats. You were sitting next to Rachel Nichols? Was I? Yeah. Dead ass? Yeah, you didn't I notice? S- I swear to God I didn't notice. You d- yeah, she literally moved over. And she said she said hey to me. She's like, oh, th- uh, how you doing? I was like, good. But I never even made eye contact to realize it was her. Oh, swear wow. to God I didn't even know. <laughs> That's crazy. 
crazy. Yeah, she was literally sitting right there. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's an L. That's an L? Yes, because I would have loved to talk to Rachel. Even if it's like small talk yeah. to say that I chatted it up with Rachel Nichols. They had no idea. <laughs> That's hilarious. Damn. That was really the first person like I noticed. Oh, you when noticed I that? Bus. Just because like she just stands right out. There, she just stood yeah. out. Tough. Why'd she stand out? She was sitting right there in the front. <laughs> she does got bright color hair. It's like burnt orange. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I had no, I swear to God, I didn't even. Hey, know. Rachel. Didn't even. Okay. Hey, Miss Nichols. Nichols. And we got on, and then the bus driver said, oh, I got no more seats. So y'all started to walk off. Mike was like, should we get off? <laughs> and I was so tired and hungry. I was like, they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't lying. We was fine. Yeah. No, nah, our, our bus was decent. We it was had, us. Uh, yeah, it was me, Mike, and P, and we had... Uh, no, D-Mills. It was me. <laughs> yeah. You wasn't on art. You was yeah, on yeah, yeah, Mike was with me. Mike was with you. Y'all literally yeah. got that Korean food yeah, or Chinese yeah, food. Yeah. Did y'all bus take y'all to our hotel? No. No. It took us, like, down, it took us to uh, the player's hotel. Yeah. And you had to walk the rest. Because the girl same, on our bus same. was in that hotel. Same. We had yeah. a sideline reporter from the Toronto Raptors in, on our bus, and I, I ended up tapping in with her afterwards. She just got nominated for, like, a... Like a Canadian Emmy, shout to her. As well as like she has several pictures with Drake, and <laughs> I am a very big Drake fan. So like it was just cool to tap in yeah. on her. But hey, I can't. I'm gonna get to a sports Emmy one day, undoubtedly. I can't wait to. I can't wait to meet Drake. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we meet Drake and he don't like you, Anwar, that's gonna be so devastating. I don't see why he wouldn't though. Don't don't. We not even go put because that I only say that because people say like sometimes you meet. You Drake. don't meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Mark said Drake was dope. I, I I guarantee Drake is dope as fuck. Even Drewski speaks highly of him. So, but those are two like of the biggest entertainers on the internet right now. So, yeah. <laughs> looking at us, he might not give a fuck. But at, you know, those two dudes maybe. Um, that's yeah. All stuff was dope. Sunday, no, you got we had Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Saturday we did Anthony Edwards. Yep. So we had a great day Saturday. We yeah, Saturday's we did, a great day. It's the best uh, day. Media day. We leave media day. Get our ass something to eat. Change. Into Adidas gear. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Adidas. Um, and they continue to show us love. They sent us they sent us away the first day with big ass gift bags. Yes. These gift bags was about had to get a whole new thing of luggage yeah, because yeah. they sent so much stuff with us. Two pairs of shoes. Hardens. I, I don't know. I had to carry it. Yeah, two hands. Posters. Uh I don't even know if those clothes are out yet. They're not, because I wa- I was about to get cause one of them. Armour had asked me, like, did they give you a size lower because they fit oversized? Like, yes. no, they didn't. But they did on yeah. most of it. But it was one jumpsuit that they gave me a medium, medium, and that shit is huge. I, I was, oh, wow. I gave it away already. Gary kept telling me, like, yeah, it's just a large. And I'm, I, then when I put it out, I'm like, that's why it's a large and not oh. actually like, and it's, it's so soft. It's got the inside. I'm, yeah, we might be team Adidas soon. It's, it's no crazy. I, I didn't know Adidas really was packing that with the sweatsuits. I, I don't think they were. I think they are now, though. I think yeah. they like just leveling up, and then. I was so mad at, at us, right? Because we went through the walkthrough the day before. And then some of that stuff, majority of the stuff was unreleased. Right. And then they were like, y'all can take pictures or whatever. We, we didn't, didn't know that, pictures. and we didn't. And then the next morning, I woke up, and then the sneaker that we all fell in love with, the Kobe mixture with the zipper or whatever, yeah. whatever, went viral. Like, oh, Adidas doing anything. We could have broke that. We could have. We could have broke you know, that. You uh, know, at the party, Matt also pulled me to the side and showed me one shoe that I don't think everybody – it don't come out to 2024. Damn. Yeah, that was oh, wow. Pull, yeah, he pulled me back. The future yeah, uh, with the flip-flop, the one with the flip-flop. 
Oh, that comes out way, way. So that was like way. I wouldn't say prototype, but that was like one of the very early. Yes. Dang. Oh wow. And let me say this before y'all get into the rest of the Saturday. Shout out P. The reason why we had such a good Saturday is because he was the responsible one of the two of us. Yes. And Friday night, yes, there was two parties we were supposed yes. to go to after the Adidas thing. Yeah. And P was just like game time decision. I'll play it by ear. Yeah. And ultimately, we decided to go home because I had to be up. At, I had to be in the lobby with Sam at 730 in the yes, morning. Yes, you did. And I think because we went home and we did and we got the sleep that we did, we was able to have a successful Saturday. So that was a great decision. Yeah. And that's why you need people like <laughs> Pete, you know, in the squad, in the circle where you For out sure. making moves. So. We definitely had some because we, we at first we walk in and always walk into a party like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all these famous people like who I, who you know. You don't, don't want to just be in a corner. But then after a while, st- we start running to people, um, and then everybody's talking about the aftermath, and you know what I'm saying. And I was like, man, you know, Anwar, he liked that shit. Yeah, Anwar go to two, I three like, clubs in a night. Yeah, I like that <laughs> shit too. But I also, I also got a gauge because I, I got a girlfriend, so I'd be like drinking and being out and hopping to different spots. What's my reasoning? Mm-hmm. After yeah. a certain time, you go out once. There is no pivot when you a married man. <laughs> Because you <laughs> normally pivoted the second and third spot is to 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 no longer network. It's the network. So it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's so I'm, I'm like oh, uh, um. But it was such a good party. It's like damn, y'all. I'm like that's had. that's my only regret for the weekend. I didn't go to Adidas party. That was the only thing. But about it. But after Derek got his food, I went upstairs like five minutes later. I, t- I took a shower and within 20 minutes after that shower, I was KO'd. So like I was, I was, it was over. Those with yeah, I wish y'all came, yeah. but then at the same time, I was in there and I was telling Anwar like I don't even know if they would have fucked with it. I just, I made it a go. I told Anwar before that I wanted to network and meet a bunch of people, but once I was there in the moment, in a lot of the cases, it didn't make sense for me to network, and that would have been the spot to do networking. It was super networky. Yeah, it that's why like Mike, would Mike have been in there like, hey, Speedy no. from Complex? No, <laughs> no. So like, he would probably have been in that motherfucker trying to go home. So Shout out to Anthony Edwards though, he was a great interview, great dude. Man, um, that was fabulous. Was it was a good time? It was a good funny, time. Funny, entertaining, talkative. We actually were on interview. the front page of Reddit because of that one. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't um, even notice. I didn't know that. It was the the question that was like, because. We he was like I'm good at this and this and I was like okay what are you not good at Oh yeah that question went viral because he his it wasn't our question then really it was the answer Yeah he and can't people be looking oh he's zero and six obviously against the the Western Wizards so that was on front page of Reddit I can't wait for him to beat the Wizards It's gonna be a good time because I say hey, next season I can't no. guarantee you nothing but you're gonna beat the Wizards <laughs> <laughs> now imagine if he go zero and sixteen <laughs> in his career or something. Um, but, yeah, the next season, because they don't play again. That's one of the comments. Well, got to wait till next year to, to finally do it. And then Sunday we had the BR. Well, we the BR out. event was it was cool. Closed out with Post Malone Saturday. Uh, oh, yeah, Saturday we did uh, close out with Didn't know he was Malone. that big of a Post Malone fan. Um, y'all got some really yeah. good pictures and videos from that. Yeah. All, all of y'all. The I'm like, damn. was crazy. Oh, y'all, y'all spazzed yeah, on that one. That, the, that BR concert was We also amazing. met Chris Haynes in person. Oh, yeah, we did meet Chris Haynes we as Chris we was leaving. in person. Well, when we got there, I don't remember. When we were leaving. Yeah, when we were, we were leaving. leaving. Um, Sunday, BR event. 
VR event was great just because I never imagined so many of our fans and that people the from the community part. to yep. come out. That's the most. Bro, there were so many people. I was so off guard by it. I was yeah. like, wow. We walked down like, damn, Salt Lake City messed with us heavy. Yeah. Signed a lot of shit. Took a lot of pictures. Yeah. Every, everybody that wanted a picture got a picture. Everybody Thanks. that wanted a sign and wanted a sign. I had to keep saying that. I was like, hey, everybody getting a picture, bro. Everybody getting a picture. Everybody getting what you want. You know, oh. it wasn't that chaotic on my side. Like, people were looking at each other like, oh, no, you go, bro. I'll be fine. Like, they were, they were very patient. I was talking to one dude getting tapped by. I'm yeah. talking to somebody. I'm, damn. I'm like, hey, everybody getting a picture, bro. Um, <laughs> and then we closed out with Metro. My ear was ringing for a couple of days. We ain't talking about That's Ron why I didn't go in there. Y'all know I was not with y'all. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, the video's say. on the channel, oh, both of them. I thought I did say. Great dude. Um, but, yeah, Ron Artest was amazing. I, I like Meta the, World Peace. Meta World Meta Peace. Meta World Peace. Yeah. And one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. Um, I always like when I do an interview of a player and they, they still remember it. So when he came up to say, he's like, good to see you again. And yeah. he asked me about if about call game. I ain't tell him oh, that, that it was cool. dead. Um, but I was like, yeah, because he asked you if you got a show, right? Yeah. And he was like, I used to. And then he was like, yo, so still going on? I was like, I just, yeah, because I ain't want to get into the all of it. Um, but it's always cool when people recognize you and stuff. And I think he, I saw he reposted. Your story, I think. Yes. Um. So he obviously enjoyed at least a little bit. He's a good guest. But I didn't notice. I had to rewatch it, and I looked at the comments of the video. He ain't answer really any of our questions. Oh, he didn't? Talking. He was just talking, which is fine. It still worked out well, but, like, he didn't give us an answer to anything. He answered the Kobe and LeBron question. He didn't, though. He didn't? Mm. He just compared. What was your question? Uh, Who's who was the tougher? tougher matchup? What answer did you come away with? Uh, exactly. He didn't really. Exactly. I, yeah. I mean, he was, he, it wasn't like he, he was detail. asking about Kobe Bryant and he started talking about wine, but yeah. he wasn't like answering a question, which again, fine, but I didn't notice that until people were saying it and I rewatched it. Like, damn, he was around I think that might have been why I liked it. He was just so. He was just enjoying the conversation. Yeah, conversation. Yeah. He just was conversing and I, I, I liked that. But yeah, he was dope. He was dope. Also, uh, a comment. I don't know if I saw it on Twitter. Uh, people like, damn, I didn't even know Meta was the coach uh, at my school. Yeah, yes. that was on Twitter. That was on Twitter. <laughs> like, like yeah. damn, he out here coaching and nobody even knew. Um, but NCAA out, tournament coming soon. Shout out to everybody who was showing love too, man. Showing love. Those interviews was definitely. I don't know. I think it's that. I, I like them. I, I think they're stepping stones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like them. Like I, I can see myself doing them. Every person from Adidas that we talked to out there is like, damn, that was fun. You know, you guys did a great job. And they said they wanted to work again. Um, and hopefully they got some. Some names, you know what I'm saying? Anthony Edwards is obviously sure. a name. He's a all-star, but, like, they got No, yeah, that party names. was they got Dame Evan, Donovan. Evan Mobley was in that party. Dame, Bro. Anthony Edwards. The, they Murray. have a lot of the next generation. I didn't Donovan even realize. Donovan Mitchell. They got a squad. Yeah. yeah. They, they got were, them when they was young. Yep. Green, that's, what a, yeah. that's what Puma tried to do. That one draft. They got Marvin Bagley. They got Kevin Knox. LaMelo. They got everybody. And the only one that's really hit has been LaMelo, which that's the chances you take. You know, that's the chance you take. R.J. Barrett. Yeah, only one that really hit is LaMelo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I think somebody's asking, like, what's next? And I'm like, I can see myself doing some sit-down interviews. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Getting the players comfortable. Um, They're extremely fun. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they eventually learn that we're not trying to get the headline story. We're just trying to just sit up there and just talk hoops. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in a lot of cases, they enjoy we're not even talking hoops. You and Mike got a lot of love, man. People seeing the growth. People seeing the growth from y'all. For sure. Girl. Some people was talking shit too, but they that's normal. Out. Big shout yeah. out to Mike. I think I think that really opened up. Aunt that they said Mike was asking questions that that kind of like we have we have like a discussion going on, and Mike would be like, "Fuck that." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna get my question." I'm gonna get my question. <laughs> but he said, "Mike said, fuck the fuck extending the conversation." You know, a motherfucker might say something like, 
Oh yeah, man, and you know we'd be like, "Oh, what team you use?" Mike, like, "No, nah, so about the Lakers <laughs> trading for Delo." Uh, no, you're right though. Oh, I think that the Madden thing definitely helped open the conversation. Sure. Um, that was the one. Yeah. So shout shout out to Mike. Wish he was here to re- recalibrate. Um, the funniest moment, and then we can move on to actual basketball talk. Derek, you weren't here for it, I guess. We're at Pretty Bird. We sitting in the car, y'all enjoying y'all food or whatever. Oh. <laughs> And I tr- I can't even explain how funny this moment was. And and like Mike gets out of the car and he's walking around to go to the other side for some. I don't even remember why. He walks in front of the car. Are you finna let you out? Yes, because I'm sitting all the way in the back and he needs to let the let the thing out. He walks in front of the car to go to the other side and he slipped and busts his shit so hard. But you said slip. We ain't know it was a slip. We didn't know. Yeah. We just saw him. First we saw him. And then we did it. And we heard the car <laughs> and felt it. He hit the car. I, I thought, I, and for a second, I thought Anwar, like, let go of the, the brake and it hit him or something. Like, that's how he fell. That shit was like, do 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 And he got up so fast, bro. That was the, f- like, in the moment, it wasn't super funny because we didn't know what happened. But looking back on it, he, boom, boom, he popped right back. I ain't never seen Mike move that fast before. What's funnier? That? Oh, something overheated or something? Uh-oh. We keep 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 talking through it. That or my homie and his friend. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that story we ain't got to tell on T.T. Dub. That's the story we ain't got to tell on T.T. Dub. I said my friend. Yeah. Um, Bro. Shout out to the friend. Though. When y'all was talking about Mike falling and he was just, he looks so mad. <laughs> like, bro, another funny moment is at the airport going home. Mm-hmm. Mike was sweating. Oh my god! And he and he was sweating up a storm. I've never seen Mike sweat like that before. Yeah. And we was asking him about it and saying shit. He got so defensive. But you never seen nobody sweat yeah. before. You said something. So he's like, "You don't sweat." I, and I got a sweat. Derek said something. Like, you always sweating. You you always should sweat. And Derek was like, "Well, oh, I'm not sweating right now." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was that was crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Mike, shout out to you, brother. Overall, great trip though. Cannot wait for the. Oh, I can't wait for the next one. But the next one gonna be great too. <laughs> That's gonna be right next door. Yeah. Um, wait, what's that? Indianapolis. Well, no, we got just before we got summer league. Oh, I thought oh. you meant all star. Yeah, all stars in Indianapolis. And you know what? I think I've been in Indianapolis a few times. You thought Salt Lake was walkable and small? Wait till you see fucking Indianapolis. I can only imagine. Cleveland shit. We ain't even walk around Cleveland. It, it, it's smaller than Cleveland. <laughs> At least it feels, the times I've been there, the football arena's on one corner, baseball is on the other side, and then. You can walk to all three like major sports stadiums in a moment of minutes. All I ask is have a shoe store. Ah. Every place we went to, Cleveland had one. If you remember, yeah. Uh, you saw it. It's gonna have to have one. You have to. Yeah, you are gonna miss out on a lot of money. But their big mall didn't feel like a big mall. It was small. Nah, Weezy. What we can do? You see, next to stop recording, you can hit that little pause button, um, and then we can come back and we back to now talk about basketball, basketball. man. Uh, people always say the second half of the season. The reality is it's just a second part. 22-ish games for every team left in the season. And, you know, for the casual fan, um, this is where the season actually starts because the games start to matter more and more and more. And there are a lot of teams that's, you know, trying to make some noise. You know, I think it becomes more of a seeding thing now. Like you even saw last night with the Clippers and the and, uh, Kings. Mm-hmm. That game was very intense, very fun. It felt like a playoff game, even though it was extremely high scoring. Was it? What? Was, I didn't. I don't know. We were having this conversation while we were watching it. I couldn't say it was extremely fun because it felt like the goddamn All Star game. 
when nobody was, was fun. nobody was stopping. The All-Star game was fun. Nobody was getting stops this and nobody was, was trying. This man Malik Monk was walking past Russell Westbrook every possession. And then Russell Westbrook would go on the other side and walk past whoever. It was just like, <laughs> it was, okay, it was fun because the ball was going in the basket. But just like as far as basketball goes, it wasn't like crazy for me. I don't know. It, it, it's always fun watching Kawhi do his thing. Kawhi was okay, on. Okay. Yeah. Kawhi was in on some other shit. Sixteen and twenty-two is. He was even making tough crazy. ass shots. Even Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray was trying. It's just, sometimes there's just nothing you could do when a guy like that has just got it going. The Clippers blew that game three times. Yes, <laughs> three different times, yeah. which don't even make sense. They were up what ten with like two minutes left, a mi- like a gave, minute thirty, and they gave up a ten-zero run that fast. It was four straight there turnovers. Was a lot of times I'm like, ah, oh, this game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then King said, nah. And you know, everybody was watching too because we wanted to see what Russell Westbrook was gonna look like yeah, in that New they Jersey. Looked really good. Shout out to Ty, Ty Lue. and I mean, really good in comparison to the Lakers as far as comfort and. He was able to be out on the floor and close out the game before he got fouled out. Um, and they actually had some sets where, you know, they did the go screen and Paul George got some threes. And, you know, he had to play Russell where he was able to dump it down to uh, Mason, Plumlee. Mason Plumlee. And then he had another one where he was able to give it to Kawhi for a, a mid-range he jumper. He hit the so corner, a big corner three. Big corner yeah. three. And it was, it was, <laughs> that was the only three he hit the whole one game. One of four, hey, yeah. He hit it. Hey, uh, there's one thing about Russ. He's going to keep shooting it. He definitely outside keep shooting. all of that, it's great or bad, he's gonna keep shooting. Outside all of that, I think the first thing we have to talk about is the Atlanta Hawks who won last night. Um, Quinn Snyder, yeah, I actually really like the hiring. I'm, I'm very excited for Quinn Snyder. We saw what he did with Brooklyn. I think he had that whole culture over there looking real good. Oh I, no, I, I'm thinking of Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. I meant to say Utah. Okay, that was it. Nate Big Billing firing. Expected on your yeah. radar. So I, what I read is that it wasn't even a firing. Um, that he tried to step away. Remember that was a like a couple months ago. He tried yeah. to step away, and he was like, "No, no, no, we really want you here. We we believe in you." Boom, boom, boom. So he's decided not to. And then now he was like, "I honestly, you can't talk me out of it this time. Please, let's <laughs> just part our separate ways." And they decided to do it. Um, and I can't say it was extremely like surprising. Because the Atlanta Hawks have been underperforming this season. Like now, I mean, the last couple weeks or so, they're starting to put it together a little bit more. Trey Young is playing better, um, and they're looking more complete. And most of that is because they're healthier than they were previously. Like if you look at their top five starting lineup, the starting lineup has been really good together, but they very rarely played minutes together. Um, But they're starting to put it together. And Nate McMillan still was like, whatever going on, I'd rather just chill at the crib. I mean, it seems like it was a thing in the locker room because even John Collins afterwards was like, I don't think Nate McMillan was the right fit for what we're what we have to do as a team. Like, and I, I get it. Like, maybe Nate McMillan is good for like a team that's really looking to compete for a championship instead of develop and grow as a team. So, I can understand that. I just don't like that the Atlanta Hawks have to have a new coaching jolt every every other season. Yeah, they got rid of Lloyd Pierce second half of the season. Nate McMillan come in and he the savior. They make the playoffs. They do great stuff. You're like, oh snap, okay, Nate McMillan's the guy. That was a year and a half ago. And now Nate McMillan's just out of there because he didn't want to be there or he was button heads with Trey Young, whatever it might have been. He's out of there. And now it's Quinn Snyder's turn to try to figure it out. Now, I would say it seemed like that, that Quinn Snyder might be a better fit based on some of the stuff he's developed with Donovan Mitchell as the, the lead ball handler in Utah. Trey yeah. Young being the pseudo Donovan Mitchell, even though their play styles are different. Um, so I'm excited about that. And he has the reputation of coaching really, really good defensive teams. Now, was that Quinn Snyder or was that Rudy Gobert? Who knows? I guess we're going to find out. I mean, 
He has a knockoff version of Clint, so. Clint played like 20 minutes yesterday. He had, he he never had a, a DeJounte Murray perimeter defender, though. That is true. He's also never had a Trey Young, a guy that you have to hide <laughs> on every possession. <laughs> so, uh, you know. We, I feel we, like we'll you're see. not going to have a top defense as long. You're not going to have an elite level defense as long as you have Trey Young. You just pray that the offense is so much significantly better than the defense that it doesn't it washes. Like, I think with Trey Young being on the team, you can be a top ten defense. But if you start getting to the territory of top five, that's where you really struggle. Yeah. Um, and you just hope that like the last season they had like the number two offense in all of basketball, so their defense was kind of like if it was middle of the pack, you have a middle of the pack defense and a great offense, you can get away with that. Uh, this season, it's not like that. This team has underachieved since they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, though for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't know what that was about when the Nate McMillan came and everything changed. Maybe it was just having a new voice for a split second, but yeah. definitely is odd. And I definitely think um, a- after this, you have to start looking at the players. Um, and I don't want to see the Hawks doing any more coaching uh, changes anytime soon. I think Quinn Snyder should feel comfortable and feel safe. And like I said, if there's anything that needs to be shaken up from this point on, you have to start to look internally at that roster because we still haven't seen John Collins be moved. There's a lot of conversations around Trey Young right now. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, I don't even know what's going on there. But they do have some young pieces that I'm excited for, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffin. So um, it's going to be interesting. DeAndre Hunter is still in that team. What are y'all's second-half prediction for them going forward? They're 30-30, and 30, eighth right now in the Eastern Conference. What does the rest of the season, these last 20 or so games, um, look like for them? I can honestly just see them just staying in this realm, probably bouncing up between 8, 9, 10. Within that range, hopefully they just stay in the play-in. They may still in the game in the play-in, but I, I honestly just see them just not making the playoffs. Oh, like not making the actual, actual yeah. thing. Being in the play-in right now, it would be the Miami Heat, the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Wizards. Yeah, and I'm predicting that the Wizards are going to go in a good second half. I, that was one of my predictions for the second half of the season, that the Raptors were going a big run. Oh, wait, you just said, said two different teams. I meant the, I meant the Raptors. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to say, oh, okay. Because I feel like Yaka Pertos had to be a very Yaka's big has been amazing yeah. since, since yeah. the acquisition. He had 21 and 18 last night. and Playing right now against the Pistons. It's just so crazy that these games are starting at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Which I guess is fine, but, like, damn. Can we get our podcast off? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the Atlanta Hawks, I can. I'm, I'm agreeing with Derek that I feel like they're going to stay somewhat 500 throughout the course of the season. But again, they might get that. My coach just got fired. Jump where they're a couple games over 500. And I mean, w- what is the gap between them and the six seed? Like, I, I'm assuming it's like three ish games. Let's see. Uh, versus us versus the, uh, the Hawks. Yes. Uh, Three and a half games. Three and a half games. I mean, you can make that room, but, like, Mitchell Robson just came back and the Knicks are going to be better defensively now. Julius Randle might be dropping 50 a night, and you never know what, uh, if Jalen Brunson going to do the same thing. So I don't know if they get up to six, but I could see a world where they, like, are better second half again because the health is better. And then you also think about the chemistry, whether it be with a new coach or whatever. Um, is Quinn Snyder going to come in and actively be the coach? Or is Joe Prudy keeping the job until they completely figure out the Quinn Snyder thing? I would, I, would I would assume Quinn Snyder is coming in and taking over. Interesting. I wonder how long it takes for a guy like Quinn Snyder to now implement his ideology. I give it a year. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Not even like one off season. You think like? I think it's like because you know with the Atlanta Hawks, year. you don't even get more than a year. See, like you don't have a year to try to figure <laughs> it out. You better. I'm gonna take the second half, mm-hmm. the off season, and then the first half of next year. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Because yeah, I mean, incorporating a new coach and new ideas. because. Nate McMillan's philosophies 
and Quinn Snyder philosophy are completely different. Um, so we'll see how Trey Young and company. Because I mean, you remember we had the thing with Trey Young not showing up because Nate McMillan might have told yes. him not to come if he not warming up or what, blah, 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 blah. like a lot of stuff is happening. And then I remember a report from a couple weeks ago when they had another button of heads, and there was a report that said, "Hey, if you polled everybody in that locker room, whose side are they on? They gonna pick Nate instead of Trey Young." Damn. Yeah. But the ownership might have went Trey Young because he's their star player. Uh, so I, a lot, a lot of things going on in Atlanta. Trey Young also was posting the pictures of him with the Steve Nash jersey on. Yeah, which is like if th- this is why <laughs> I get no disrespect to Steve. He might actually be a solid coach. We don't fucking know. This is why you don't necessarily ask the players <laughs> on certain decisions. Let's go get the best coach. Let's just not go get the dude that you looked up to growing up. Because if you ask Trey Young who you looked up to, who you model your game after, he gonna say Steve Nash. And that might be, again, that might be the reason why he's actually wearing a jersey because he likes Steve Nash. Or it could have been like, hey, hire Steve. Steve, not the guy for the job. Not over uh, Quinn Snyder, at least. Or was it Shea? Because remember the remarks that Steve made? Steve did did talk some trash about that's not basketball. Oh. Yeah. But that's why right- they say don't meet your idols, though. Because <laughs> right now, uh, it seems that the offer is made, and it's about Quinn Snyder wanting to be the Hawks coach. They've made him their full focus, so we will see. We did see uh, Landry, one of the best coaches Landry on the Fields in the uh, in the airport. So should have asked him then. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> What's going on? You What's gonna, going on with the team, man? You gonna fire? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he gave you a real answer. Yeah, uh, coming next week. And, yeah. then, and like he didn't know who he was. Like Pierre <laughs> could just break the news himself. <laughs> That'd have been crazy. That'd have been crazy. There, you mentioned the Toronto Raptors, though. You, you, what what you feeling about them? What are you seeing differently that you think they can go on this run? Uh, I just think the addition of them having someone behind them that they could trust. They never had a rim protector. Siakam played so many minutes at the five that it's just you now have a big man that can literally go get you eighteen rebounds. Now you you cannot get killed on the glass. You don't have to worry about if I get blown by it's an easy bucket. Jakob is gonna do a lot of cleaning up that they didn't have before and it's gonna make them look so much better. And he he's a good passer. You can run sets with him and it's but gonna be so so great. We know that they have talent. Undoubtedly. I mean, they went on a great second-half run last year Yeah, where they went from a, guy, a team that was outside to, I think they ended up with the 4-5 seat. They were in a 4-5 yeah, matchup. Like that. Um, so we know it's in them. We know they can do it. Um, but it's it's cool now that they have a legitimate center because all season long, I feel like their team was built around the idea of, like, well, well we get down to the nitty-gritty, every team run the small ball lineup. Anyway, let's be proactive and let's run small ball all the time. And it's just not not necessarily the case now. The best thing that can happen for them is for them to make the playoffs because they did give up a first-round pick to get Yaka Pirtle. So you want him to, A, stay around, which I feel like that's going to be a thing. Him and P- Pascal Siakam are literally best friends. Like, not like they cool because they're coworkers, but literally best friends. Mm. Um, and he loves Toronto, so I feel like he's going to stay around. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either, Derek. They have, again, things that you want to be a successful team. I think the big thing for them is that they built this team around the idea of we're going to get stops and force turnovers, and they weren't doing those things. <laughs> and if that's your if that is like the the idea of your team and you're not being successful at that, then you're just gonna be bad. They still also don't shoot threes either. Um, but they made a decision. Hey, we have OJ and we have Fred Van Vliet, we have people that could have been could have been traded and we decided we chilling. Keep them. Yeah. yeah. We chilling. I can't wait to see what the lineup looked like when Fred is back. He's not playing right now. Y'all mm-hmm. think Gary Trink him off the bench? Yeah. yeah. I, I think out of the yeah, options, he's probably but he he alleviates so much pressure by being a guy that can't hit the shot. Um, and again, they gonna need some of that, so I don't know. I wish the yeah. team had Otto Porter. He's out for the season with the foot yep. surgery or whatever, foot injury. Shout out to P. He would have been a nice veteran piece off the bench with Thaddeus Young. Um, yeah, I like I like the Raptors. 
Uh, I, I definitely think they have the talent and what it takes to have a big second half uh, run. It's just going to be interesting to see where this team goes because they didn't do anything with Fred, and if it don't go that way, he leaves in the off season. Um, I feel pretty confident that Fred won't be on the roster next season. Yeah, same. It kind of seems like it's set. Feel that way with him stone. and OG. Oh, right. OG has what a, is it a team or player option? He's got some type of option this offseason. I think he I think he's going to be traded. Oh, okay. Type thing. I mean, they got offered what th- it was rumored three first round picks from the team, and he was like, "Ah, eh, we cool." That was crazy to me. Yeah, when I'm I heard that the Grizzlies that, right? actually made that yes. offer, I yeah. was like, "Wow, I'm yes. biting at that." One hundred percent. OG's great, but he's also on the last of his deal, and there are rumors that he's not extremely happy, happy with his yeah. his play time and situation. So. If that's true, then hell yeah. But maybe that's the reason they didn't do it because that's not true. I don't know. They're down three to the Pistons right now. Marvin <laughs> Bagley got eleven and nine. Wow. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Imagine that. OG with the Grizzlies though. I mean, it, on court it does fit, but like the chemistry wise, like how the Grizzlies are, he's yeah. just not that. Give it two months. He'll be gritty. <laughs> Give it two months. <laughs> like he's not Neither the talker either. Jackson. Yeah, true. It's mostly just Jod, Bain, and Brooks, and the rest are just. Chilling and they, but they there for their team, but they just chilling. I mean, I haven't seen Brandon Clark doing no silly, goofy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Teams, you talking about teams rising and making runs? Who drops? Who you got dropping? I said the Atlanta Hawks. I didn't, but they're not really in it, right? That means they're they're still a play. That's a playing team. What do you see any for the Raptors to rise? Somebody, somebody has to drop. Solidified has to drop. Kevin Love came back to the what? Miami Heat. He's on the Miami Heat. Cody Zeller came back. That's who came back. Which was crazy to see him on the court last night, bro. Yeah, it's been so so long. And they just kept saying, oh, Victor Oladipo and, and, and Cody Zeller, Indiana. former teammates at Indiana. Great duo. Uh, yeah, they were. Like the that Nets. Was 10 years ago. See, do you believe the in Nets the Nets? Are, the Nets will fall. Well, they lost about damn to 50 last night to a bad Bulls team. So they had, like, watched the whole game, no offense. Not 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 in a single person to generate an open shot, bro. I mean, Patrick Beverly effect, though. True. I mean, but when you look at that Nets team without KD and Kyrie, it's not much shot creation. Well, Mikael Bridges said on JJ's show um, that like his first couple practices, he they, he like asked his teammates like, "Is it okay if I ask or like talk up to Jacques Vaughn?" Because right now his offense is like. If we have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, it's a lot of ISO. We don't have those type of players. And he said that Jacques Vaughn is slowly changing it. So maybe in a couple weeks, do they have a couple weeks? I don't know. The things will be different. Um, but I mean, the first games after the trades, they look solid. They look good. Yeah. They was running. They was hitting shots. They, you yeah, know, they, they were doing everything. Game against Philly that they look good in. Mm-hmm. But I don't but, know. I mean, it's a long season left. Luckily, they got a good cushion. What are they? Nine games over five hundred. Yeah, they'll probably end up. At the play-in minimum, yeah. they're, they're a team that will be there. I don't see them falling past the AC, but I could definitely see they're definitely going to fall down. Yeah. No, yeah, I only ask because, yeah, if the Raptors going to have this explosion in the second half, somebody got to drop. Somebody got to drop. And it's probably going to be them, and then the Atlanta Hawks will probably take a drop as well. Out of the, the, the play-in? Yeah. I don't see the Hawks. They, now, you might not make it out the play-in. They might fall to, like, the 10th seed. they still be in the play-in. Yeah, though. right there. I'm predicting that the Bulls make the play-in. You're predicting that the Bulls will make the play-in just because of Pat Bev? No, because I'm <laughs> a Homer Chicago Bulls fan, and I don't want to give the seventh overall pick to Orlando Magic again. So that's <laughs> my prediction and hope that it comes true. What about the top half of the Eastern Conference Sanders? What How do y'all feel about Boston, um, Philly? I feel like that's all going to stay I f- locked. I feel like the I'm, I'm talking about are. playoffs, <laughs> like the playoffs, the way Philly's been playing. 
the Bucks. We haven't even seen. Hey. I haven't even seen Jay Crowder. I don't think. No, he played last night. Did he? Uh-huh. How was he? Um, they won by sixty, so it don't. It didn't even feel like anything. <laughs> um, I know they was but but I, but I for think Giannis to play. That's the thing, though. I think that's why the Bucks are so dangerous because Giannis only played with four minutes because of the knee. He got he got hit in the knee and he he got pulled immediately, and it was more than four minutes, but he didn't play a lot. Um, he got pulled immediately and it did not matter. He he didn't even get pulled. He pulled himself out. That's what I meant to say. Four, they was, with 14 games. They was streak. relieved with the wrist mm-hmm. just for him to leave. And you know it's serious when Giannis leaves. Like, yeah. you know, ain't nobody. We saw him in the go. finals fuck his ankle all the way up. And he was like, I'm good. I'm going back. I'm going back out there. Um, but that's but that's what makes the Milwaukee Bucks so scary. It's like. Chris Middleton didn't start. Javon did. And he's still not even hooping, hooping yet. Yeah. It's like they can still win a bunch of games, whether Giannis is the most dominant force in basketball or if he only plays 10 minutes. They, their depth is, I think, one of the biggest questions that a lot of people have with the team. Can they hit enough shots outside of Giannis in their depth? But over the, they haven't lost a basketball game in a month. They haven't lost a game in a in a month, y'all. And the Boston Celtics have been cruising and still great themselves. I think it's a half-game difference, it's right? It's a half-game difference. It's a yeah. half-game difference after what the Boston Celtics were doing. And, again, they're still great. I think they have the number three offense still. They're still uh, climbing defensively. But the Bucks are right there, and it's kind of, I won't say quietly, because they're still on national TV a bunch, and, and they still are beating good teams. But it feel like nobody really cares that they're they haven't lost a basketball game in a month with Chris Middleton not playing up to the up to par, and with Giannis again losing uh, or getting injured last night or whatever. They both have missed time. Giannis and Chris Middleton both have missed time. Man, this season. The, and Andrew Holiday have missed the, the time Celtics. As well. They were missing Marcus Smart. Yep. Yeah, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, yep. Jason Tatum I mean, was in and out. Of Robert games. Williams. So Robert luckily, Williams. both of these teams were able to miss their stars for a little it's bit still and hoop, stayed bro. afloat. It's part of having good coaching and good depth. So that series, if it gets to that point and they meet in the conference finals, is going to be disgusting. It's going to be hell. It's going to be gonna, crazy. It's going to be a lot of bloodshed. In what you ask him? What he say about the Boston Celtics? They had to build a wall. They had to build a wall. They had to build a wall, and they have the pieces to build a wall. You saw it last year, but last year there was no Chris Middleton. Yes, and Chris Middleton is back playing basketball. He ain't at the peak of his powers yet. But every single game, it's like, oh, that's something he wasn't doing previously. Yeah. He, he's better looking here. So Drew Holiday and All Star, scary stuff out there, man. The Eastern Conference is a dogfight. And Jake Crowder will now be able to knock down some shots for them. Let me let me look what his actual box score because again they were winning. I turned it off. I started watching the game because oh, okay, Kevin Love back to winning number forty two, and you know he didn't score. Um, but uh, Jake Crowder sixteen minutes, nine points, three of five from the field, two for two from three. Hey. you know. That boy came back and was like, I'm back. I'm back. But you know next game he might shoot 0 for 6. It's just a Jay Crowd away. You just hope that he <laughs> hits the shots. So you got Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis Brook, Bobby Portis, Jay Crowder, Javon, Pat Connaughton. Am I forgetting anybody? That's their. That's the yeah. top rotation. Javon be knocking that. Javon they just be letting shot is fly. Yeah, Javon's shot is so nice, bro. He going to hit you with that Joe Ingles. jab, side step. Ingles. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot Joe Ingles was on that roster. Um, speaking at the top, though, 76 is five-game win streak, 73 in the last they 10. They've been they doing their shit. They come back the, against, against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Um, Dylan Bruce tried to get into it, my boy Harder. How how do y'all feel about their – when we talk about the top two teams, the top two are the top two, do you think Philly is in the same conversations? Are they a tip yes. below? No, okay. they definitely are. When you have a duo of Harden and Embiid, uh, you're, you're definitely in that conversation. I, I agree with Derek. I think they're in that conversation. Um, I know 
it, it's funny because I was saying something about like Jokic and Embiid having pressure or whatever because they need to do, and a bunch of people were like, man, what if they play this team? What if they? It's like I don't care that there's competition. Philly to me is in a position to be able to do something this playoff. So if they don't, it they're underachiever unless you know they go seven with the Bucks and lose or something. Then you respect what they did, but. I think this team could do something. Like oh, like, yeah. like Derek said, they have Harden, they have Embiid, they have Maxi, they have Tobias. They got P.J. Tucker, who gets all the important offensive rebounds that this team needs to win games. Um, George, George Niang be hitting big shots. And, you know, um, Shake Milton, DeAnthony Milton. So um, they, they, they don't have as much depth as, like, a Bucks team. But I, I still think that this team could compete and, and be a playoff team to watch out east. Yeah, when you look at that pick and roll with Harden and Embiid, it just generates so much. It's just so much you just – it's hard to stop it. And when they do it, it's so effective. The thing that scares me the most about them is how tough the road would be if they stay at three. And it feels like they're going to stay at three. I mean, they're only three games behind one seed. So I guess anything can really happen in the course of 22 games. But you're going to have to go against the eventual six seed. And right now that is the New York Knicks who have a bunch of bruising bodies. And if you talk about the 76, you talk about Joel Embiid, who has some injury history in the playoffs and mm-hmm. some moments, and James Harden has some history and some moments. They're like, okay, you get out of that series against the Knicks. Now you got to go against the goddamn Bucks. And if you get out of that series, now you got to go against the Boston Celtics. Like, And then you got to beat whatever team is coming out of West. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, their road is going to be so ridiculously tough. Can they do it for sure? Yeah. But, like, it's – I mean, I guess you could probably say that about majority of teams, but that one specifically, that route where you have to go against the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, sound like something nobody should want to try to go through. So they need to try to take that two seat and hope that some people fight each other beforehand. Yeah, and I just hope that they have like a solidified third option. When when I hope Tyrese Maxey could really come in and just show that he is like the solidified third. Some nights you already know who their third guy is. So I hope some night I hope they get a consistent punch from either Tobias. Or to Tyrese Maxey during this playoff run in order to show who is that third guy. Shout out to him. What about the Western Conference? That's man, what man, I man. wish Mike was here for. Man, man, man. Hey, Lakers are what, 3-1 and one since the trade deadline? Saw that graphic going around. Look really well. Anthony Davis looking at LeBron in his face saying, we up fucking 24 right Unless now. And that happened. And, and they, man, Never. and they both combined for what twenty five points that game. And yeah, and yeah. yeah, LeBron was struggling. Both of them didn't play great, but Malik Shout Beasley. Out to Malik Beasley. Malik Don't Beasley. turn down none but your collar. That was such an old head as saying, bro. I have never heard that before. Kind of fuck with it. That's my friend. I didn't yeah, it hear is. him say that. It's good. Darvin Ham. Oh, oh Darvin. Oh, Beasley. my God. Okay, I thought Beasley was the one that said it. <laughs> um. But uh, I'm excited to see the new look Clippers. I think the second half of the season is going to be really important for them. Um, you have to in- integrate Russ. He is a b- very big piece to what they want to do. And uh, last night we saw glimpses of it. It looks like it can have a lot of potential to be very fun. They have a legit point guard who can push the tempo, find shooters, and Kawhi and Paul George is focused on the shit that they do best, and that's scoring the ball. I'm very curious to see what they do, though, because Paul George was asking, do you want me to finish the game? And they elected to go with Eric Gordon. So yeah. like, at what point do they just prioritize winning, like, winning and doing something? It's always like, oh, Russ – Russ and Kawhi are going to play, but PG is on a limited minutes. So Hopefully like, soon, because I, I think in the playoffs you want to have home court advantage, at yes. least in the first round. Yeah. At least. Um, especially in this Western Conference where it's like, if they played against the Suns right now, every single first-round series, I believe, is going to be a dogfight six or seven because there's so many talented teams. Even coming out of the play-in, 
like the Golden State Warriors, I mean, they got to win some games to get into the actual thing, but it's the, it's the Warriors. Or even the Pelicans, if Zion Williamson ever decides to play basketball again. No, those are good teams. Yeah. Scary potential teams, you know? I feel bad for, like, the Grizzlies because they're going to have a very, very tough first-round matchup. They, they, good they good at West. Yeah, why you feel bad? They, for they good at West. Good don't worry West. about it. They good at West, but shit. I don't want to go against the Pelicans with a healthy Zion. When you say you, <laughs> when you say you good out west, that that's what you're saying. You, yeah. you ready for all that smoke? Check that temp. <laughs> you know the team though, it's the Suns, bro. The yeah. last the last month or so, they've been killing the Before game. Before KD, yeah. And now Kevin is gonna come back. I think sun, next, Wednesday, next Wednesday, Wednesday right, March first. I mean, got to pay my rent, brother. <laughs> <laughs> they they's gonna be nasty. Yeah. Because even the right now, the, the Josh Akogis last night or the Tory Craigs Craig. of the world. Campaign was making shots. Campaign did the Mikael Bridges thing. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I think Mikael kind of like holds that right now. Yeah. And he took it to Brooklyn with him. They were saying Ja might get fine because there's when Bain was popping the threes and Ja was doing this. <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. But I feel like the thing that's going to be the most dangerous is that Kevin Durant's going to come in and fit like a glove. Like, he is such a good basketball player, and all he cares about is playing good basketball. And when you have that with D-Book and Chris Paul, I, I just don't, don't see how— about that boy Aiden. No, no, for sure. He, yeah, you're sorry. You can forget I wasn't him. really considering him because he doesn't really require a lot. Mm. He got no a, maintenance. He got an and one yesterday and was like, ugh. Yeah. Chris Paul and D-Book, they just want a guy that's going to play good basketball, and that's all Kevin Durant wants to do. I mean, the underrated part about getting Kevin Durant is the defense is going to— have a tick up too. Terrence yeah. Ross looked well. Like him in the jersey, low key. It, yeah. it fits him. Number eight. Yeah. It, it, it fits him. It fits him. Um, but yeah, Ke- Kevin gonna come in and Im- immediately impact the game defensively. And obviously, we know what he brings offensively too. Um, it's a matter of can we keep him healthy throughout the playoffs? And if that's the case, if you can, and you can keep Chris Paul healthy throughout the playoffs, that team is gonna be nasty, bro. As of right now, they would play the Clippers in the first round. Mm. I know who I'm going. Suns. Going Suns. Going Suns. Yeah, because we we can't even say continuity because it ain't like the Clippers got any of that either. Yeah. So let's go no, with the no. more talented team. That would be a hell of a first round matchup. We man. get Katie and Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, because we haven't gotten that right. If I'm the grit, uh, Kawhi, nah, no, we haven't. We have not got KD versus Kawhi in the playoffs. In a playoff series, wait, have we? OKC Spurs. I feel like we have, but Kawhi was hella young. Yeah, Kawhi, yeah. Oh, probably yeah. Because because they did they did play each other at least once in the playoffs. I know it was that one time when um, the finals, the finals, but then KD towards Achilles. Yeah. So I don't, really, I didn't. You don't count that. Yeah. That didn't happen. It happened <laughs> for Toronto. Shout out to them. Got that banner, baby. Got that. Got that trophy. Um, but yeah, this, the Suns look disgusting. If you're the Nuggets or the Grizzlies, you praying for that first. You praying that they stay four or five so one of them can knock each other out. But then you got to go against that winner. You got to hope it goes seven. You got to take care of business in your first round series. But that might be the goddamn Warriors. So you know, <laughs> you don't know. Uh, but bro, yeah, it's it's gonna be insane, and the, these last couple weeks really determine a lot because the gap between the Memphis Grizzlies at two and the the six seed is four and a half games, which is possible. Anything can happen, you know. Knock on wood. You hope no freak accidents happen and somebody drops because of that. But bro, these games matter. You Out know, of this top six, who would y'all see dropping? Um, probably the. Don't I, you say it. Not the Grizzlies. Oh, okay. I, I, oh, I can okay. see the Grizzlies dropping a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay well. with you saying that one. Um, I thought you were going to say the other team. Who? The Kings. I thought he was going to oh, say no. the Kings. The Kings The Kings is ready. They may, they may go up and try to I get was, the Grizzlies spot. I was a little scared for him. I ain't going to lie. 
coming to the second half of the season, I was a bit scared for him because other teams around them geared up a little bit more, um, whether it be the Kevin Durant, of course, or the the bench pieces from the Clippers or Kyrie coming to Dallas and they stood pat. I was a little bit afraid. But these these first two games post All-Star make me feel good because they had a back-to-back. They played last the two nights ago, won that one in a comeback win, and then played a double overtime game against the Clippers and won yeah, that won one. That. So that makes me feel a little bit more confident. But I'll be honest with you. If we were to have done this podcast on Tuesday, I would have told you that I was scared for the Sacramento Kings. I would still be scared for them. I mean, even with that win, they're only what um, – a game, two games yeah. above the Suns. Yeah, two games above the Suns, two and a half games above the Clippers, and then three games above the Mavericks. So it's still. I would just say I don't feel like they're gonna fall into the play-in. That's where the real no, scary no, part no, happens. No, 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 they're not falling into the play-in. I think no. they're a lock. And we, or need, at least being a six seed, we need a game seven in Sacramento. The crowd is gonna be ridiculous. So what that's they why played we played where they could push them to seven. They Mavericks? are the higher seed, Derek. And it seems they are the higher seed. Yeah. So right now they go against Dallas and in the, the home and they would have home court advantage in that series against Dallas. When they when they played against each other on those back to back nights, those games is busting. We need it. And Luca didn't play in one of them. Yeah, lost one without Luca, one to one with Luca. And then at the seven seven to ten. How y'all feeling? I feel like I what feel, do I think I feel like Warriors? OKC. Oh. You got to talk about the Warriors. Okay. Like what, what what's up with the Warriors, man? I know obviously there's no stuff. Steph, Steph Curry's gonna be back in about a week. Clay Thompson had 12 threes last night. Shout out to him against the the King the Rockets. Who I got a DM NBA. from my guy Cassius. He says, uh, Cassius. He says, hope you hope you guys show Clay some love on a pod after everything he's been through. What he's producing, he's been special this season, despite how bad our record is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Warriors in general just have dealt with health, primarily to their star player and, and now Steph Wiggins Curry. got personal. So like, hope that's doing okay too, because that was. Anytime it's personal reasons, I'm always just hoping everything's okay. Girl pregnant, oh, okay, so oh. that's even better. It's, it's a it's a healthy personal reasons, whether you know sometimes personal reasons, death in the family, uh, you know. Um, so hey, congratulations to Wiggies. I just still feel like they're a team that they just want to get in. Like as long as they're in, I feel like they feel like they're safe. Getting in is so tough. It is playing race. I I can't. But if I'm there's not any team them. that can do it, it's them. I feel you. I feel you 100%, but I, it's just some scary things, man. You, I mean, obviously, they don't want to be a playing team. They yeah. don't want to be a playing team. Um, but right now, they are. <laughs> 30, 30 and 30 on the season, which, again, is better than where they started. They're 7 and 23 on the road still, which is better than where they started, but it's still not very good. Um, I, I want to say I, I, would, I, I want to see the OKC Thunder in the playoffs, or the play-in minimum. I don't know if it's likely because since the trade deadline or post All-Star, they're 0-2. It's not great. Um, and some of those games are very winnable. You know, they had the game against Utah, who they're fighting for positioning with. Uh, and they went into overtime, shaped Mr. Shot, Larry Marketing, scored the ball 16 times in the fourth quarter. Shout out to him. Uh, but I would wa- I want to see it. I want to see it. No, it would be fun. And then you got them. Who you like- got them taking, the jazz spot? My bad. Potentially. Goodness. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can't predict it. But if anybody's going to fall, it's going to be the Jazz. Whether that be for OKC, for the Lakers, for Portland, I guess it's still a possibility. Listen, Damian Lillard said we ain't taking for Wimby. We we coming. So. Are the Warriors safe? No. I d- in a one-game elimination, anything can happen in my mind. I'm saying yeah. as far as being in that to have oh, a one-game because, I mean, it's tight they're, out here. They're a game the- and a half above OKC. I'm going to say, yes, they are safe, strictly based on the fact that Steph Curry's going to come back and there'll still be like 15-ish games left. If I had to look at their schedule to see if if 
13 out of those 15 are at home, hell yeah, they safe. <laughs> but if it's the other way around, then we got to have conversation. Um, I want to type in NBA strength of schedule. And, I mean, the strength of schedule thing is like it don't make sense because it don't matter because at the end of the day, anybody can win a game of basketball except for the Spurs. But the the teams at the bottom, the – ooh. The team with the easiest schedule left in basketball, y'all, is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they need it because they've been struggling. Yeah, they need yeah. it. They've been struggling. They they play well against the Nuggets, man. They couldn't make shots to close it out. Yeah, and Evan Mobley, I wanted him to win that game for that reason. He was hooping. But Jokic turned it up in the fourth quarter and showed the world, hey, it's my third MVP potentially. Um, the Pelicans have an easy schedule, which is something they, they definitely really need. need. Ooh, um, because they're sitting at seven, which is cool, but they were the two seed before they Zion got injured. Yeah. Two seed, man. Um, their toughest game is they got one game against the different Nuggets, and after that they got two more against the Rockets. They got one more against uh, the Spurs, so they got an easy schedule. Where are the Warriors at? Uh, the Warriors have the eighth hardest schedule left in basketball. Oh, wow. Um, they That's have, tough. They have the Grizzlies twice, which, again, they, they, again, it's the Warriors. Any game is winnable. Um, they got the Bucks once. They have the Nuggets once. They have the Kings once, the 76 and the Suns once. Their easy games are OKC twice, and OKC is not an easy game. And then Portland twice, and Portland's not an easy game either in most cases, so. Um, that's going to be very tough. Yeah, the hardest schedule left in basketball is actually the 76ers right now. They still got two more games against the Bucks and the Celtics. Oh, wow. Damn. That'll let us know a lot. Bro, the last four games for the Warriors are Nugget at Nuggets. Mm. Four, four, the four last games, three are on the road. Mm-hmm. At the Nuggets, then you play uh, Oklahoma City at home. Then you go to Sacramento and go to Portland to close out Damn. the season. What if that Oof. what if that Dame and Steph matchup is for the last playing spot? Ooh, we need it. We need it. It's gonna have it. some type of incentive. Like something yeah. is gonna it's gonna be a, some type of importance is gonna be in that game. Facts. Now Sacramento may be solidified at three and maybe don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can, you know what I'm saying? Chill out a little but bit. But hopefully it gets tight enough to where every game matter down the stretch. And man. that Dame and Steph matchup is just the NBA script is crazy. Hey, hey. the writers been doing their thing <laughs> this year. I mean, the rest of the season, yeah. I mean, they're Minnesota at home, Portland, Clippers, Pelicans will all be at home. Then they got to go to the Lakers, go to OKC, go to Memphis. Then they got the Bucks, Suns at home. Then they go to Clippers, go to Hawks, go to Grizzlies. They got the Rockets. Uh, and then they go to Mavericks. Then they got Philly, mm. Minnesota, Pelicans, Spurs is a free one. So, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the Warriors got a tough, tough little get-go, man. The Spurs are on a 15-game losing streak, and they still not the worst team in basketball. The Houston Rockets are incredibly <laughs> bad. <laughs> that don't even – I can't even compute Jane that. Jane even tweeted out, like, a subliminal tweet last night. You know he, why? No. What do you say? He got benched with, like, four minutes left in the third quarter didn't play the fourth quarter. What did he say? It was just emo- emojis. It was emojis. Uh, yeah, with, like, a shrug emoji. Yeah, he didn't play the, the, in the last couple minutes of the third or the fourth quarter. And it's like, wh- what are we doing? He's uh, our yeah. – He's, He's our best, best player. player. Yeah. Realistically, we love Jalen Green, and we we he is our best player. He's your building block. And he needs reps against a team like the Warriors. I know that Clay is shooting the skin off the – how do you expect him to progress as a player if, if just, we don't give yeah. him the reps? And it ain't like we playing for shit. And, what, yeah, what's the other reason – what's the reasoning behind not playing him? There's nothing. Steven Silas <laughs> be bugging. That's the real reason. Steven Silas be bugging. And you ain't competing – yeah, you're literally not competing for shit. You're the worst team in the league. I'm be honest with you, they didn't have a chance in that game. Once Clay hit the eighth three of the game, the game was over. So put Singoon in for not playing your best player in the fourth quarter 
of any game is disgusting work. And I don't care that he's a mismatch nightmare against a team like the Warriors is doing all of this movement and stuff. I do not care because at the end of the day, if you're saying he is a building block for your team, when they're bad, you need him to learn these things. Imagine, imagine oh, three years from now, the, the, the Rock is like, oh, yeah, now we ready, now we ready. And now Shingun don't know what the fuck to do when the Klay Thompson <laughs> pin down happened. Yeah. Because we didn't play him in year year two of his career. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand it like trying to avoid problems. Like let Especially him just go face them. When you're bad on purpose. Yeah. Now, if they get the first pick and now you got him and Wimby, now maybe you don't care about what the hell going on with Shingun because we got Wimby. But bro, as of right now, you can't say that you're gonna get that first pick. Even though Tillman Fertita and them are going onto podcasts and say pray for Wimby, he's not there. So you don't know, you don't even know if you're gonna have a top four pick doing all of this. The flat odds mean that, hey, a, a team like the, I don't know, Bulls. what's the team on the out? The, the Bulls can keep their pick. Somebody got to fall out, and it might be you. You might have the fifth pick this year. And then what you do? You need to play your best players. You need those dudes to get better. You need them to get reps. It's just all fucked up over there, man. If yeah, it makes no down, sense. You, you look at this schedule, and you look at these results. Lost by 24, lost by 15, lost by 20, lost by 17, lost by 20, lost by... They had two games where they played Sacramento back-to-back, lost by 20, lost by 25, <laughs> lost by 21. Do you know how hard it is to lose by, by 20 to the same team back-to-back? <laughs> lost by 32, lost by 20, lost by 37. Like, this is crazy, man. And, and Singun is your saving grace right now. They losing by 37 to OKC. Yeah. Can you, can you click on that game? Can you see the box score that game? Yeah. Did somebody prominent on OKC not play that game? Let's see. Maybe I'm getting my my games mixed up. When they lost by 37, you're yeah. asking, right? Yeah. OKC played Shea, Giddy, Jay Will, J- both Jay Williams and Dort. Okay, so they had their full lineup. Yeah. I thought it was that was one of the games where Giddy didn't play. Um, but no, it just and now Kevin Porter Jr. is injured. Fine. Thirteen. Um, Thirteen minutes to Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Shout out to Frank the Tank, man. Shout out to Frank the Tank. You know what's been looking Only really good? 21 minutes for Shingun. Well, Shingun. Yeah. Um, Dario Sharch, he's been playing. Only 16 minutes for Jalen Green in that game. New Rocket. That's Jalen Green. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Th- things are weird. I mean, the the Houston Rockets have, what, their own pick this year, right? Yeah. And after that, they don't. Yeah, they so don't. it's like, what do you do this? If you the Houston Rockets, what do you do? Hypothetically, I'm not even gonna say you get the first pick because that's the easy route. Let's say you get pick number three, and they get Brandon Miller. Okay, you get you draft Brandon Miller. What are you doing this offseason? Because there's no incentive to be bad. So do you do you sign some because you're gonna have some of the highest salary cap this season? Obviously, there's rumors about James Harden. Often to say they banking on James Harden of 76 is to flop. I don't even understand the whole bringing in James Harden back thing. I understand it. Trade them the assets. I understand it. You don't have. You, there's no reason to be bad. James Harden's good. It's sometimes as simple as that. They don't have a point guard. They haven't had a point guard for two years now. James Harden's one of the best point guards in basketball. I understand it. And uh, he's and he's the top two player in franchise history. Top two. Is that what they do? Do they get him and then they move on from some of these youthful players, or do they some bring of them. him in with the youth? I think some of them have to go. Like who? Jalen Green? No. I don't think I think Jalen Green should be a building block. It's too early. Shingun stays. So if they get in this hypothetical, yes. So and they also let's just say they get Brandon Miller or Vic. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Well, let's or say, let's say Brandon Miller. Let's say they get the they third keep pick. Vic Brandon if you Miller. get him. They're not trading Vic. You yeah. keep you keep Brandon Miller as well. I just 
it think it just seems weird to see James Harden play on a bunch of young guys. I think you I think you make some signings outside of James. It's not like we not about to build a new big three because you you know you're not gonna do that. I think you, then you got to trade some of them dudes. You, you have can't to. Keep, Jabari is gone. No. Jabari value ain't even that high. Shingoon, I don't know if he stays. I say I say the building blocks of like safetyness in this hypothetical when you're bringing in James has to be Jalen Green until further notice. It has to be Jabari Smith Jr. until further notice. It has to be Shingoon, and in this case, it has to be Brandon Miller. So who are you signing? I don't know. Yeah. A wing that plays some type of defense. Somebody that contributes to locker room shit. I don't know. I just feel like James Harden will hinder the development of your players. Why do you feel that way? I just... It's because, it, remember, this is not dribble, 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 35 points per game James Harden anymore. But I he's still, leading the league in assists. I still feel like he's still going to be that way when he's playing with a bunch. He, I think he would fit really well with Jabari and Brandon Miller, hypothetically, because those are open guys, shots for those dudes. Yes. It's going to be elite. I'm thinking about Shingoon. It's not the best pick-and-roll partner. At all, no. That's not and a And I'm thinking fit. about Jalen Green, who's going to take shitty shots and is not necessarily set up to thrive off of James Harden creating for him. Maybe he could. Maybe that is the next step. But when you think about getting better, Jalen Green is your most sexiest asset to it's, get better. It's too early. There's no reason. James Harden's not coming there and, and thinking that, the timetable is we're going to try to win a championship again. No, but I definitely don't think James Harden want to win 20 games. For sure, yeah. for sure. But, I mean, if he wanted to, like, continue to compete for championships, Philly is the place to be. But Unless he has conversations with other people that he knows is coming, and then I could see For AC classes, James Harden and Chris Middleton. And D'Angelo Russell. Those are the top guys. <laughs> like, this is about to be one of those years. It's like, oh. And the Lakers are talking about they want to extend. But what I do love about this is this is a time where you can strike and throw get somebody. Like Cam Johnson and get money so you can go get you a Cam Johnson. Restricted free agency is going to be good. Um, yeah. We don't yeah. see. We rarely see restricted free agents actually switch teams. Um, when was the last time we saw that? Was it Bo- Bogdan Bogdanovich? Yeah, with the, the Kings. The Kings. Um, but we always see offer sheets. DeAndre ain't got offer sheet, and then it got matched. But that that's a team that should be looking at restricted free agency. They should be looking at like, I don't know, Jalen McDaniels and restricted free agency yep. for cheap. You know, shit like that. Players that's been around for a few years, may not have hit their full potential, but we think there's something Gary might be Trent there. Jr., Fred and Fleet are guys could, who could be out there. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I think that they have a lot of decisions in Houston. And it's tough because it looks like be they want to compete, but they also don't want to be. Kyrie could be a free agent. Kyrie can be a free agent, yep. So, yeah. I, I mean, don't know. Kyrie's probably going to be Luckily, Christian. it ain't our problem. Christian Wood, they're going to bring back Harden and Christian Wood. That would be crazy. Oh, my God. Christian Wood with Harden Christian, having some real good numbers. Christian Wood would get what he wanted. Last time, he wanted to play with James Harden. Yeah. James Harden has set out. He got traded. <laughs> it's so weird that Christian Wood is a third center in a rotation now. They're starting Dwight, Dwight Powell. Or did JaVale McGee get JaVale McGee is the first person off the He literally got, had a resurgence once Kyrie came. <laughs> Good for him. Just in playtime, not in yeah. production. Yeah. Good for him because he 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 was a underrated signer. For I me. really liked. That. I thought me it was too. a really good pickup. And then the first month he was terrible. So he was like, you know what? We rather just not play a second center. <laughs> <laughs> we rather just not do it. That's how bad he looked. Um, but I mean, he, I guess he's doing all right now. Are there specific players for the second part of the season that y'all intrigued with? 
they're like, oh, this guy's gonna do his thing and you know help his team, whether it be a, a star or uh, role player. Who are y'all? Who are y'all watching or excited to watch? I'm uh, still watching top guys. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching Shea throughout the course of this this push to try to make it. Mm-hmm. I'm watching everything that's going on with the Lakers. Um, I'm watching R.J. Bear like a hawk with the Knicks. Now that we got <laughs> Josh, Josh Hart. Yep. Um, I'm watching certain guys like Cam Reddish over there with the Blazers. I know you had y'all a very lost, good game. But he still had a really good game. Um, just guys like that. Um, uh, watching guys that are also on the hinge. You know what I mean? I could go into free agency like the Gary Trents, um, LaMelo, and them Hornets. You know, usual suspects. What about the Orlando Magic? Are y'all watching the Orlando Magic? I haven't watched many Orlando Magic games. I keep up with the Magic because of the six-man show, but I'm I'm not really diving in like I was at one point. I was trying to watch Franz and Paolo. They've been really, really solid. They compete. <laughs> I almost yeah. said good. They compete. Solid. They compete. They compete. And I think they have a, um like five games over 500 this calendar year. Like since January 1st, they've been playing good basketball. They were like top 10 in offense and defense um in that time frame. So they've, they've been doing some really cool stuff, and they're in a lot of these games. Wendell Carr just had a tip-in game winner the other night. Shout out to him. Um, and I think their offseason, because I'd say like this, you start thinking about offseason before anything, even though they're not too far away from being in a play-in. Like if I'm looking at the standings and they don't have an extremely tough schedule left, they are three and a half games away from making some noise. And if they continue this type of success from the calendar year, that three and a half games can be gone like that, especially with some teams like the Bulls and the Wizards who are, you don't know exactly what's going right. to be on a night-in, night-out basis. Um, they got some shit, man. Yeah, and they got cap space this off season. They do, they do. They got some shit and some cap space, and potentially two lottery picks if they don't make it this year. So, the mean, two lottery picks is what's the, the man. That's what my eyes are all on if I'm them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they get the Bulls pick, that's well, damn near guaranteed. Honestly, because it's top four protected. So, <laughs> you got no hope. Yeah. As of right now, Derek, we got like a 24% chance of keeping that pick. Don't sleep. I know. That's why I was one, like, one out of four. I was in favor tank. of losing. Somebody just did a tankathon. Thing I'm going to do it right now. Number one pick. I'm going to do the tankathon right now. NBA tankathon. There we go. And you about to see the Bulls keeping this goddamn pick. One, one hit, simulate lottery. The Bulls did not keep the pick. <laughs> but it did drop. So I feel even better about it. It's not the seventh pick, no more. It's the eighth pick. <laughs> in this hypothetical, Wimby ended up. In Houston. The Spurs end up with Scoop. Perfect. The Toronto Raptors jump up to three. Brandon wow. Miller, another long. And then the Pacers jump up to four. Shot threes. So a team like the the Detroit Pistons, who are bad on purpose, you just fall out of the top four completely. What are you at? <laughs> uh, five. And then Charlotte is at uh But they still get six. a Thompson twin. Yeah, but they you know what they you know what they want. You know what everybody wants. I know y'all saw that clip of uh, Vic getting posted by that, that guy. Yeah. And yeah. how people took it and ran with it. That's so funny. Silly. And then you see his stat lines like 22, 17, six blocks. He's, <laughs> going, he's going to get dunked on. Yeah. I haven't seen a guy not get dunked yeah, on. Yeah, he's going to get dunked on. Somebody said, uh, was it Kendrick Perkins? Yeah. Imagine what Giannis and Joel and B going to do. They do this to everybody. I don't understand God that bless logic. America. I don't and understand then, that logic about the media with new and coming bigs. They always talk about how they're not really ready to guard the Joels, Giannis's, and Jokic's. No one literally is. No one is. You can be a 10-year pro. Joel Embiid is second in the league in points per game. <laughs> Nobody can guard Joel Embiid. Nobody can guard Giannis. He Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert isn't ready to guard those guys. And hey. you're-, you're right. <laughs> um, before we head out of here, there's a guy on Reddit named Remy uh, Lambert. Shout Remy P. Lambert. Lambert. He went through all 30 NBA subreddits and dropped a questionnaire in there. So, 
I want to ask y'all some questions Ready about to our team? y'all favorite teams. Derek, what team do you want to represent? I'll go Blazers. Okay. He got that follow back. He ain't, he ain't, yeah. he ain't fighting uh, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the best player on the Blazers? Damian Lillard. Okay, Damian Lillard got 96% of the votes. What are, what are the other 4% saying? 2% says Jeremy Grant, and then the other percent said other. <laughs> Who is your favorite player on the team? Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard got 84% of the vote. Who is the best defender on your team? This is this was taken before the deadline. Jeremy Grant. This was taken before oh, the deadline. Oh, before the deadline. This was taken before the deadline. Y'all traded away him. It, uh, Josh Hart? Nope. They get some votes, though. The guy that came in is supposed to be y'all defender. His dad won a defensive player of the year in the 90s. Oh, Gary Payton. There you go. Yeah. The most frustrating player on your team. Nurkic. Nurkic got, got a good portion <laughs> of the votes. He got 45%, while Josh Hart got 31%, probably because he doesn't shoot the fucking ball, and sure. now he does. Yeah. Um, who's been the – what has been the biggest surprise? Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp, good answer. Um, that got 27% of the vote, which was the majority. Um, and then the second most is that we suck. Yeah. 21% of people said it's a surprise that we suck. Um, and then 18% of people said Drew Eubanks. So, hey. What are your expectations for the rest of the season? Uh, to be a play-in team. Play-in team wins, 53% of the vote. Who is your favorite non-Blazer player? What do you think the fandom of Portland thinks is the is their favorite non-Blazer? Now, I will say it's all superstars. Yeah, Kevin Durant. That's a good guess. He got 10% of the vote, but it's not him. Uh, Joel Embiid. Nope. Oh. Nope. I'm trying to think of people who they would love to play on the Blade. Giannis? Giannis. Yeah. Uh, CJ McCollum also got 12% of the vote, which makes sense. Um, least favorite non-Blazer player? Steph Curry. Nope. Okay. This was uh, an Russell interesting Westbrook? one. It's not Russell Westbrook. Oh, Russell Westbrook do get 10% of the vote. Paul George has none of the votes. Oh, wow. This guy's a guard, and I'm trying to think to myself why they would hate DeAngelo this guard. Russell? Uh, it's a point guard, a great point guard, Hall of Fame point guard. Kyrie, Kyrie Chris Irving. Paul. Oh, Kyrie. What? What's the? What's the Everybody beef between? Everybody hates Kyrie. Yeah. It's not like they play each other in the playoff series. I, I, li- literally, people just Kyrie. People just don't like. I see. Patrick Beverly also um, got a lot of the votes. Why? Who, who is your biggest rival in the NBA? Teams. Uh, the Lakers. The Lakers got forty-one percent of the vote, but there's a team higher. The Warriors. Mm-mm. Another mountain-esque team. Denver. Oh, Denver? Denver. Oh. And um, I guess because of that one playoff series. I don't know if this is on a rating of 10 or 5, but the fan approval rating is at 4.6. Again, I don't know if that's out of 10 or if that's out of 5. Um, I would assume 10 because y'all aren't very good. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for the New York Knicks one next, and we'll see what what Knicks fans are saying. Um, again, he did it for 30 teams, so, I mean, I got to keep strolling. Um, if you if you listening – to the episode, go over to YouTube and hit subscribe. If you're watching the episode, hit a hit a like, hit a like, hit a like. Uh, where is the Knicks, bro? I I'm legit went through the, every team and still don't see the Knicks. I thought you could reach it. Um, what you getting over there? A breakfast bar. Cinnamon toast crunch. I'm making sure these shit. You grab two of them. Bro, he don't have a Knicks one. Damn. Do you want to represent any other team? I know that's not your team. Uh, Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, my favorite player. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Let's see if I can find the Timberwolves one. Um. Yeah, this is bad podcasting. Sorry, guys. Okay, Timberwolves, best player on the team. 
Anthony Edwards. 95% of the vote says Anthony Edwards. 3% says Kyle Anderson. Wow. That's it. No Rudy, no Carl Anthony Towns, those two dudes. Who's your favorite player on our team? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Who was the best defender on our team? Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels. Rudy Gobert only got 28% of the vote. 70% went to Jaden McDaniels. He said, what did he say? The Suns got KD, but well, we, we got, got Jaden McDaniels. <laughs> and now if they see each other in the playoffs, that's going to be crazy. Who was the most frustrating player on the team? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. It's almost a 50-50 split between Rudy Gobert and one other guy. Cat. Wing player. Guard. Wing player. Guard. Guard. Sometimes he might drop 20, and sometimes he might shoot 0 for 7. Jalen O'Well. Oh. Um, what has been the biggest surprise this season? It's a player. That they not – oh, a player? Mm-hmm. Um, Cal Anderson. Cal Anderson, yep. Number two is that they're staying afloat without Carl Anthony Towns, and number three is Nas Reed. What are your expectations for the rest of the season? Playing. They they got big expectations. They say playoffs. 65.8% say playoffs. Who are your favorite non-Wolves player? Hmm. This is one of them dudes. Luca? No. Nuh-uh. One of them dudes. No. Right tier of player. Jimmy Butler? Not Jimmy. Higher tier than Jimmy Butler. Joel Embiid? Uh, no. Nope. Hey, that's hey. It's him. It's the guy. Ja? LeBron? LeBron. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's him. You said Ja. You said him. <laughs> Who is your uh, least favorite non-Wolves player? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid got 10% of the vote because of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> this guy makes sense. He's seen something in the playoffs, and he does a lot of shit talking. Nobody likes this dude. Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dylan Brooks. John Morant <laughs> got the second highest, though. Who is your biggest rival? The Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies got 90%. Damn. And their fan approval rating is a 5.5. So is that right, out of 10? That'll be out of 10, then. But why would theirs be so low? They've been doing a high. Of course, you can't control the injury. Let me let me go. I'm going to look at another team that should. What is What team should be happy? Uh, OKC should be happy, right? You would think so. Their approval rating is 9. So it is out of 10. It is out of it 10. It is out of 10. Okay. There um, we go. Least favorite. Oh, this makes Least favorite non-Thunder player. It makes sense when you think about the history of the Thunder. Kevin, no. Think about the history of the Thunder. Not a former player of theirs, but somebody that fucked them up one year. Clay Thompson. Nope. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Oh. Patrick Beverly. Favorite non-Thunder player? Kevin Durant. The one that was there longer. Russell, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Um, but I also think, I always think these are fun. This is coming straight from the fan base. You know, how, how they feeling about things and all of that. The Lakers won. Um is not very fun. It's not very fun. It's exactly what you think all the answers oh, are. Oh, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron, LeBron, best defenders, AD, most infuriating players, Russell Westbrook. Like, we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my next one was up there. Right, yeah, what is he up to? I mean, some of these he might not have done because it didn't get enough votes, maybe. Oh. Derek, you want to represent the Bulls real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Best player on the team? Zach Levine. Best player on the team? DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. Uh, favorite player on the team? Uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine has lost the approval rating of Bulls fans. <laughs> Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso second. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. Okay. Who's the most frustrating player on the team? Lonzo Ball. Vucevic. Zach. Yes, sir. Okay. Zach got almost seventy percent of the votes. Wow. Which makes Impressive. sense. Because I get frustrated yeah. watching Zach because he's so fucking good. And he can do so much more. He can do so much more. 
Best defender on the team. Alex Cruzo. What is your expectations for the rest of the season? Playing. Yep. Uh, the biggest surprise this year, it's a player. Uh, Vucevic? Nope. Let's take a guess, though. He's, he's in third place. Uh, Patrick Williams? Nope. Damn. Green? Somebody don't watch the Bulls up here. Patrick Williams? I've been saying for the last couple months, this dude. Been Kobe White. Kobe White. Yeah, Kobe yeah. White. And number two on the list is that we suck. So that makes sense. Your least favorite non-Bulls player. Both of y'all get one guess, and if y'all don't get this wrong, I'm pissed. LeBron? No. LeBron hasn't been beefing with the Bulls in over a decade. Motherfuckers still be holding grudges. <laughs> Who's beef with the Bulls? This this player has... He He's hated in Chicago. Division rival... Injured one of our players last season. Oh, Grayson Allen. Yeah. Oh. That weak-ass beef. We don't rock with Grayson <laughs> Allen around here. Um, favorite non-Bulls player. Oh, oh. this is sad because he could have been a Bull. There's a 50% chance that we had this dude, but we, we didn't win the coin toss. One of the greatest players in basketball. Run. What? <laughs> I was thinking about the time when him and D-Way was oh. contemplating coin coming toss. here. Mm-hmm. Lottery, think about lottery odds. Same team, they flipped the coin and said, ah, oh, this team got this pick, or this team got this odds, and Bronze? this team, nope. Y'all just lost that pick. He said the greatest player, one of the best players. In basketball right now. Luka? Luka. Oh. Luka. That what year that year that Luka got drafted, we had the same um, record as. Y'all got Wendell Carter. And we, Is that the Wendell Carter year? Yeah. And then they flipped the coin to see who had the highest odds. You wanted Mo Bob anyway. I wanted Mo Bob anyway. Um, over Luka? No, probably not. Uh, but I also didn't know anything about Luca. Uh, but yeah, that's the Bulls. Uh, approval rating three. <laughs> Damn, makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. We suck. Um, well, okay. Thank you all for watching and listening to this episode. That was through fun. the Wire Pod. Mike, uh, get well soon. Get well soon, Mikey. Wikey. Next time we see y'all, we have some more games played. Hopefully, the playoffs to get a little bit more intense as far as how everything is shaping up. Um, maybe some more buyout moves. I'm not sure. Um, I want that Derrick Rose one ASAP. Yeah, the Phoenix. Oh, hell yeah. Love that one. Love y'all. See y'all later. We out. Peace.